0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you might be joining us. Welcome to the Purpose and Beyond Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly R. Jackson. Let's just get right into it as we always do. This is our Monday morning discipleship segment, our Monday morning discipleship. And we'll just apologize right now because uh, by the time you hear that, it's probably Monday afternoon. So we have some other things Uh, going on. But this is our Monday morning discipleship, and we're still going to give you this word on Monday. And we like to come on on each Monday and try to give you a word uh, to try to go with what you might have heard on Sunday to try to help you uh, sustain yourself um, through the week. Uh, this week, we're going to be starting a new series. We like to do some series on the podcast, and uh, the Lord sent me to a passage of scripture, um, and I'm going to explain why in just a second, but we're going to start a new series. We're going to talk about making your calling and election sure. We'll talk about calling and election, and we famously uh, see that passage of scripture in Second Peter uh, chapter 1. I'm going to share it from the King James Version, but when we read today, I'm going to read from the uh, the New Living Translation. I'm also going to read from the easy to read version, because I always want to make sure that we're clear. But when we look at the text in 2 Peter chapter 1, uh, verse 10, I'm going to read it from the King James version so you can understand where we get uh, terminology like calling and election. We get it uh, right from the Bible. Uh, 2 Peter chapter 1, uh, verse 10, it says, Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. So, so you see that it says, "Make your calling and election sure." For if ye do these things, and we're going to talk about what these things are, ye shall never fall. And uh, we're going to be looking at Second Peter chapter one. I'm going to be dealing with verses one through eleven. But, but I wanted to touch on this for the next few weeks. And uh in the middle, we've been having a lot of conversation about the pandemic and about uh, being quarantined and and, and those those types of things. But again, as we talk about discipleship on this particular podcast. So we come to you on Monday and we discuss discipleship. And uh, I want to say this, and I don't want to be insensitive about it, because if you've been listening to me, you know that I'm very sensitive uh, to people who have lost loved ones during this time. I'm very sensitive um, to, to their plight. Um, I understand um, that it's a very difficult time. And even if you listen to some of the podcasts, you know that I, I've cautioned us uh, in the middle of our praise reports and we definitely ought to give God praise because there are some people that are recovering and going home. Uh, There's some people that never even make it to the ventilator, which is a blessing in itself because um, they say that most of the people that go on the ventilator sometimes they, they if you go on the ventilator the, the chances of you coming off are not all that great. But a lot of people have gone on ventilators and they've come come off. But we know that some people have gone into the hospital and never even got to the ventilator. And God brought them out. and I, And I want to I want to definitely celebrate God for that. But in the midst of all of that, I've also asked us to be cautious about how much we celebrate because we do have our brothers and sisters around us that don't have that testimony. They have family members that went into the hospital and they did not come out alive. And so I want us to be sensitive. But in the midst of that um as we talk about making our calling and election sure um one of the things that that uh i, I feel like it's my job as a preacher of the gospel is is it's one of my my jobs as as God's called is to not just prepare people to live in this life but to let them know that there is an afterlife to let them know that that you know we're not going to be here forever so so if i can say it like this uh it shouldn't have taken a pandemic for us to realize that death can be around any corner. It shouldn't have taken all of this for us to realize that at any moment we could be living our last day. And by the way, let me say this before we get into our, our word on today. Um, there are many people that are still leaving here that has nothing to do with COVID. There are people that are leaving here every day and it's got nothing to do with coronavirus. It's got nothing to do with COVID. It's just their time. And and, and, let me, and let me say this, by the way, even the people that are leaving here due to COVID, it's their time. Now, we don't know why God chooses and how God does what he does. But if you've ever heard me speak before, if you ever heard me teach, preach before, nothing happens outside of God's hand. It, it Nobody leaves here before their time. It's all in God's time. We don't like the how, but but God is is, is, is not making mistakes right now. And so I'm I'm saying all that to say, um, part of the reason that I believe that the Lord led me to this uh, particular passage of scripture on today, talking about our calling and election, making sure that our calling and election is sure, because at any moment we could all be leaving here. And I'm going to say it again. It doesn't take a virus to take you out of here at any moment. We could lay down and not get up in the morning at any moment. Anything could happen to us and we'd be out of here. And so this is why we talk about making your calling and election sure. Make sure that you're in right standing with God. Make sure you're in the right place. Make sure everything is lined up in order. And so we're going to talk about this. I'm going to read this scripture. And again, we're going to take a couple of weeks on this. Uh, I just want to give you all that little bit of an intro. Uh, we're going to take a couple of weeks on this. But I'm going to read this scripture again, 2 Peter uh, chapter 1, verse 1 through 11. I'm going to read this again from the New Living Translation. And I'm also going to read it from the easy to read version. And, and I want to read the entire passage, but we'll, we'll break it up into weeks and, and as, as we deal with this. Because, again, as we talk about discipleship, discipleship is not just about how we live this life, but it's also about preparing us for the afterlife. It's also about preparing us to leave here and go and be with the father. And, and so we talk about making our calling and election, sure. Now, let me read this. I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation first, and then I'm going to read it from the easier to read version, and I'm going to give you some principles like we always do, and then we'll pick it up again on next week. So, listen. the 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 New Living Translation it says this: uh, Chapter Second uh, Peter, uh, Chapter One, starting at verse one. This letter is from Simon Peter, a slave and apostle of Jesus Christ. He says, "I am writing to you." who share the same precious faith we have. This faith was given to you because of the justice and fairness of Jesus Christ, our God and Savior. May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. Go down to verse uh, 3. It says, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. For we have received all this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. Verse four says, and because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desire. In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge verse 6 and knowledge with self-control and self-control with patience endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone the more you grow like this the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ For those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. So, dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. That calling and election right there. Do these things and you will never fall away. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so I'm going to read it again from the easy to read version. But as you see, you see what Peter is talking about here. You see what he's saying here. It's not just about this side of heaven. It's also about the other side. It's also about you making it into heaven. Right. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today. I'm going to give you some principles and then we're going to move on out the way here. And so I want to read it to you from the easy to read version. So it's greetings from Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ. To all of you who share the same valuable faith that we have, this faith was given to us because of God and Savior, because of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, always does what is good and right. Y'all see that? He says, our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, always does what is good and right. Grace and peace be given to you more and more because now you know God and Jesus our Lord. Jesus has the power of God and his power has given us everything we need to live a life devoted to to God. We have these things because we know him. Jesus chose us by his glory and goodness, through which he also gave us the very great and rich gifts that he promised us. With these gifts, you can share in being like God. And so you will escape the ruin that comes to people in the world because of the evil things they want. Verse five, it says, because you have these blessed these blessings." Do all you can to add to your life these things. To your faith, add goodness. To your goodness, add knowledge. To your knowledge, add self-control. To your self-control, add patience. To your patience, add devotion to God. To your devotion, add kindness towards your brothers and sisters in Christ. And to this kindness, add love. If all these things are in you and growing, you will never fail to be useful to God. You will produce the kind of fruit that should come from your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who don't grow in these blessings are blind. They cannot see clearly what they have. They have forgotten that they were cleansed from their past sins. Verse 10 says, my brothers and sisters, God called you and chose you to be his. Do your best to live in a way that shows you are really that you really are God's called and chosen people. If you do all this, you will never fall and you will be giving a you will be given a great welcome into the kingdom of our lord and savior jesus christ a kingdom that never ends and so i just wanted to read that scripture to you all today i just wanted to make sure that you got that uh, in your spirit on today. And so let me give you these few principles here, um, and then we're going to move out the way. And again, like I said, we're going to pick it up uh, over the next couple of weeks because there's a lot to uncover here uh, in this text here. And so we talk about making our calling and election sure. If you read what uh, we just read here in 2 Peter, Peter is saying, make sure that you're lined up with Jesus. Make sure that the calling on your life Make sure that, that what God has called you to do, make sure your living lines up with that calling. And so as I'm sharing this with you all today, and again, I was trying to figure out, um, and that's part of the reason that we're late with the podcast on today. I was trying to figure out, Lord, what would you have me to say? And, and, and the, the, the spirit impressed upon me. Listen, you share with the people that, that again, people that are in a hospital with this virus are not the only ones that are going to die. We're all we all got to go this way. And even if we don't go this way, if, if if we don't go that way, that means that we're going to be here when Jesus comes back. But you can't get to heaven like you are right now. There's got to be a transformation that takes place. Right. And so the Lord just impressed upon me to let these people know that their living cannot be in vain. At any moment, I could call their number, too. And it doesn't require a ventilator, doesn't require a virus or anything like that at any moment, God can just whisper, it's time. And then we're all on our way. And so we've got to make sure that our living lines up with what we say we are as disciples in Christ. And so I want to make sure that I share these few principles with you, and then I'm going to get out the way, like I said, and then we'll pick this up on next week. This is some good stuff here. And, and, and I don't know. I can't promise you that I may not come back to you later in the week, uh, with something concerning this. This is good stuff here, but I'm so, so blessed that the Lord led me to this passage of scripture. So when we read this text here and we, we read the top, uh, few verses here. Um, we see that, that Peter calls himself in one text, he calls himself a slave and the other he calls a servant. And, and, and you all have heard me say this here, a, a, a slave, if you will, a servant, he does the will of his master. And so when we see the word slave there, Jesus, uh, Peter rather say, I don't work for me, I work for God. And so even as I'm sharing this thought with you right now, I'm letting you know that I don't work for me, I work for God. Now, he blesses me for working for him. But I don't work for me, I work for God. And so even in this, he's saying that he is a slave. And he says to all of you, in the easy to read version, to all of you who share the same valuable faith that we have, this faith was given to us because our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, always does what is good and right. And so even, even um, in the King James Version, he, he talks about the, 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 the fairness, uh, rather than a New Living Translation. He talks about the justice and fairness of Jesus Christ, uh, our God and Savior. And so I'm always stressing this. I talked about this in my book, An Act of Grace. I said, we say things. And, and, and if you know me, um, you know how I'm about Chris, what I call Christian catchphrases. And we say something like, favor ain't fair. And and I'm always saying to people, I counter that and say, to suggest that favor is not fair is to suggest that the one that gives favor is not fair. And I believe my God to be fair. Now, now favor may not look even, but it's always fair because God gives us what he decides that he's going to give us. And God is fair. We talk about uh, a favor not being fair. Favor is simply grace. It is unmerited favor. So it don't it doesn't necessarily have to be fair if God didn't want it to be, but I always point to the fact that God is fair simply by the fact that everybody has a right to salvation. That's what makes God fair. It's not about your material possessions, it's not about your gifts and your talent. What makes God fair is the fact that Jesus died for everybody. And so let me move on. I don't want to get too too far off in that, but but as we saw that in the easy to read verse, and it says that uh, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, he always does what is good and right. So I'm going to give you three principles and then we're going to move out the way on today and then we'll pick it up again on next week. When you look at this text here, a few things I want you to consider here. First thing here is the more you learn of God, the more you ought to be growing in grace and peace. And so he starts off by saying this right in verse two, he says, may God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus, our Lord right? He says that in the New Living Translation, uh, the easy-to-read reverse. He says grace and peace be given to you more and more because now you know God and Jesus our Lord. And so the more you learn of God, the more you ought to be growing in grace and peace. What do you mean when you say that, Reverend Jackson? Listen, the, the closer I get to God, watch this. I want you to get this. The closer I get to God, the more tolerant I ought to become of everybody else. Grace and peace. Why is that? Because even in this text, it says that we ought to be trying to be more like God. And if there's anybody that's tolerant, it is definitely God. He has grace. He has peace. He's tolerant of our behavior. And so the closer we get to God, we shouldn't be more angry. There's some things that ought to just fall away from you. The closer you get to God, the more tolerance you ought to have for your brother and sister. Or we shouldn't be trying to beat people down with our Bibles. And I want you to hear me good. When I say tolerant of people, I'm not telling you to be tolerant of sin because that's the one thing God's not tolerant of. God is not making excuses for our sins, but he is tolerant of us. And so the closer we are to get to God, as Peter was saying here, I want you to get more grace and more peace. You ought to be coming to a place of peace and to come into a place of grace. The more, the closer rather you get to God, right? Next thing, y'all, next thing, and I'm moving through this quickly because I've taken up enough of your time already. Next thing, y'all, the more you learn of God, the greater your efforts should be to resist the things of the world. What Peter's talking about here is that the closer we get to God, the closer we get to God, the less we ought to want the things of this world. And he talks about this. Let me read verse four here, Second Peter uh, chapter one, verse four, uh, New Living Translation. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you, that promise being the Holy Spirit, by the way, these are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. We're seeing a lot of complaining and protesting and things right now in this country because people can't have their stuff. Amen, somebody. They're upset because they can't have this stuff. They, they and, and, and I'm not talking about just their jobs. I understand that jobs are livelihood. But but we often teach people, don't you don't you be concerned about the resource as much as you are about the source. And I just believe that if, if you, you focus on the source being God, God will take care of you even when your job disappears. God will take care of you even when your business disappears. God will take care of you because he is the source. Everything else is a resource, right? And so again, the more you learn of God, the more you should be able to resist the things of this world, meaning that, that as much as I want some nice things in this life, I can resist them the closer I get to God. I ain't got to have it, Lord, because you you promised that you're going to supply my needs. And so I don't have to have all of the, the as we call them, creature comforts of life in order to just, I just need you, God. And I know that you'll take care of me, right? Last thing, I'm gonna gonna give you this and then we're gonna get out the way on today and we'll pick it up again on next week. Not only do you need to learn of God so that you can grow in grace and peace. Not only do you need to learn of God so that your efforts can be greater in terms of resisting the things of the world and, and drawing closer to the things of God. The last thing, the more you learn of God, the better you ought to become at living a godly life. Now, we're going to go through these things on, on, on next week, but you see all these things that Peter was saying, he's talking about, you can't just have faith. You can't just be saved. You can't just be a disciple, right? He's saying, listen, he's, let me read it again, New Living Translation. He says, in view of all of this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith. He says, you can't just have faith. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with patient endurance, and patient endurance with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love for everyone. That's what we're going to talk about on next week. He says, you got to supplement your faith with something. You can't just be running around saying, I believe God, I believe Jesus, but you don't supplement your faith with anything. You're not adding all these things that he's talking about—knowledge and and moral excellence and self-control and endurance and brotherly love—and then love for everybody. You have to supplement your faith. So again, let me just say this: when I when I see people marching, and, and I, I don't I don't mind getting in trouble for this, I don't mind rubbing somebody the wrong way for this. Um, when I see people marching about this stuff by not being able to do what they want to do. And in the meantime, calling people together to put them in harm's way, because we understand how this virus works, to call people together to put them in harm's way. And you're telling me that you're doing it for the love of God and country? No, no, no. Because it, again, if, if you supplementing your faith with brotherly love, you're saying, even if I'm upset about this, I don't want to call a bunch of people together to potentially put them in harm's way in order to make a point. I'm going to consider my brothers and sisters that say, listen, I don't want you to die over this. I don't want you to die because I can't cut my grass or I can't go outside like I want to. I don't want you to die. Even if I register my complaint, let's all stay safe. And so, again, we're going to talk about that next week, about supplementing your faith. And so we're having this conversation about making our calling and election sure. And the Lord led me to this, y'all. And I want to make sure that y'all get this before I get to my tag on today. The Lord led me to this because, again, as I said earlier in this in this message here, God said, listen, people are leaving here. And by the way, they're not all leaving via covid. People are still dying and people need to have their lives in order. And this is a moment right here where God says, I think we've got people's attention. We ain't got everybody's attention because, again, people are still gathering. That means that we don't have everybody's attention, but we got enough folks' attention to let them know that life is fleeting. Do you know where you're going when you leave here? You got to make your calling and election sure, and it shouldn't be a situation where you can barely breathe before you confess. Now, it doesn't mean that God won't receive you, but you ought to be, be, be trying to get closer to God right now because, again, everybody's not going. Everybody's not going to die at the hands of this disease but our lives ought to be changed. We ought to want to be closer to God on the other side of, even if you don't leave here, you ought to say, I want to be better, God, because you didn't spare me for nothing. And so that's all the time that we have for this week's Monday Morning Discipleship. I hope you all enjoyed that. Um, again, we're going to pick it up on next week, talking about our calling and election, and we're going to talk of next week about supplementing our faith. What more can we do besides just being saved? Supplementing our faith. Listen, if you'd like to keep up with the ministry, the best way to do that is to check us out on our ministry's website, ministry's website is www.krjministries.org. Again, that's www.krjministries.org. If you'd like to check out any of our published works and purchase any of those, best way to do that is to find us on our publishing website. Publishing website is www.krjpublishing.com. Again, that's www.krjpublishing.com. As always, we encourage you to like the podcast, share it with your friends and families. Uh, give us a rating, um, give us your feedback, and we would definitely appreciate it. That's all the time that we have for this week's Monday Morning Discipleship. We hope that you are blessed by it, and we will see you all on next time. Be blessed.